It's the beginning of year two of Auto What? Episode 53. That's right, we've done 52 straight episodes every week. A year and a week ago, I guess, is when we started. It was actually it was actually this one year ago this week. Because this it's been fifty-two weeks. Ah, yes. So it's the fifty-third week that would be one year ago. Okay. We left on a cliff. You're right. We left we on did. a cliffhanger last we week. Did. We, we weren't sure it. if we were actually going to come back, but here we are. Oh, that's right. You know, I completely <laughs> forgot that we did that. Oh, that's good. Anyway, our guest uh, this week is Alexis Scott, joining myself, Amon Bashir, Robert Trell, and Keegan on for the podcast. How you doing, uh, Alexis? Good guys. It's an honor to be here. Oh yeah, we're excited <laughs> to have you. Here. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, so. Alexis, what you obviously you've noticed the beer in front of us. What we'll do is we'll just uh, we'll each grab a glass and uh, we'll sip on this beer for the episode. And Rob, do you want to tell us about the beer? So the beer we have in front of us is from the Muskoka Brewery. It's called Summer Vice, and this is a seasonal beer, so it's available May first through September first in limited quantities. And it's created with visions of summer in mind. Uh, it's a perfect perfect balance of wheat, barley, and subtle hopping. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a Sessionable summer wheat beer. Would you guys agree with that? It's yeah. say sessional. Sessionable. What does like that mean? Like you can have a, a drinking session where you can just drink it the whole time. Oh, they, oh. they wrote that on the on the can or on the site. On the site. Oh, it's good for a vendor. That's what they're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a bad thing that you drink. I feel like I this is a, something you would be si- sipping on a patio, like in the summer, and in the afternoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, I don't know if it had like just this, or maybe I, I don't know. You're, you're right. Like if I'm sitting out there for a beer, or maybe two. Sure. I don't know if I'd ha- go on a bender with this, as Keith yeah. is saying. But, <laughs> but anyway, no, it's good. It's, it's enjoyable. I like it. What do, you, what do you think, Rob? I think it's good. I, I think it's probably more fruity, more citrusy than I would normally choose. Okay. But I can see myself drinking it. Like, I wouldn't want to stop at one. I wouldn't be like, oh, I can only have one of these. And we've had some beers where I'm oh, like... Oh, it's true, yeah. All right, I can have one of this, maybe. <laughs> if, if one, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all right. Is uh, this shock top-ish? It's shock top-ish, but it's like... I don't know if you call it hoppy. Like, I don't really mm-hmm. know the descriptions of beer. It's like a little stronger mm, than yeah. shock top, which is kind of... has like this bite to it, which is kind of different for me just right, yeah. to yeah, change yeah. it up it's kind of cool that makes sense I, mean, I feel like it's a bit more bitter than uh the shock top yeah shock, shock top is very juice like can be very juice like which is dangerous to yeah. me yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. which I, I i enjoy obviously but yeah anyway cool so uh yeah we'll be sipping on that uh alexis one thing we like to do when we start the podcast is we like to figure you know learn about the person yes you know where you're from, how did you get to where you are today, so on and so forth. So, first of all, where, where are you from? I'm from Perth. Perth. That's that's near here, right? It's like an hour from here, like yep. on the way to Toronto. Okay. Mm-hmm. In between um, Ottawa and Kingston. Okay. That's cool. Sure. So, born and raised in Perth. Yeah. And now living in Ottawa proper? Yes. Okay. Well, there's that. So, yeah, you know, walk us through from your life in Perth to, to what brought you to, like, Ottawa proper and, and what you're doing nowadays. I was, um, I went, graduated high school. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> A long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and decided I, I, I've always been involved in theater. Um, wanted to do that. So eventually I decided to go to the University of Windsor. Uh, went there for a few years. 
and sort of decided that it wasn't really for me. Okay. So I went back to Perth for like a year and a half. I worked at Pizza Hut. Mm. Sort of just, but sort of just like got some money going and um, got my life back together, I guess. Uh, And I just couldn't stop thinking about theater. And I heard about a program that is no longer in existence, but it was amazing while it lasted. Uh, In Westboro, there was a school called Ottawa Theater School. Okay. Uh, and they had a three-year college program, uh, like a conservis- conservatory-style acting program. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. That, that sounds actually. great. Wow. It was, and it was growing. It was quite amazing. Um, and, yeah, so I decided to do that. But when I originally started there, I was commuting back and forth from oh, Perth boy. to Ottawa. Oh, right. Every day to do that. And then eventually I just sort of decided, like, yes. I like Ottawa. <laughs> I live here because I always sort of was like, oh, I'm not going to go to school in Ottawa. No. It's uh, too close? Is that the idea? It was too or? close and I was like lured by Toronto and of course. stuff oh, like right, that. Yeah. But I like learned to love Ottawa. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> um, neat. Uh, sorry. What was the name of the school again? It's called Ottawa Theater School. Ottawa Theater School. Yeah. Now, did you complete your three years? I did. Yeah. And then... Uh, did it just recently? Recently. Oh, I was the I last graduating class. Oh, from is that there. right? Yeah, unfortunately. Huh. Any, any ideas on why that uh, that happened? I think like, it was mainly just funding. Funding, okay. Um, I wasn't sure if it was enrollment or okay. Well, maybe it's both, but okay. yeah. interesting. Wow. Can, can you talk a bit about uh, a theater program? Like, I think people don't know what 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 would actually, what it would look like yeah. going to going to school or going to class to act. Yeah, especially yeah. one like this. Yeah. Well, they're all completely different, obviously. Sure. Um, there are tons of different ones, but Ottawa Theatre School in particular was a lot of hands-on stuff. So, And it was small enough that they tailored each year and each class to like the, the specific class. So my class got a completely different experience than the year above or below me because of our strengths they sort of started once they learned about you in first year they'd start to tailor who they were going to bring in to teach you based off of like the people that were in the class Mm -hmm. which was basically amazing um and that they were able to do that but uh ottawa theater school um employed uh various actors and artists that are actually working in ottawa to teach uh, us at a school, cool. which is like a really great mentoring kind of opportunity. And yeah. then once you graduated, you're, you're not like just starting meeting people. Like you already sort of know some right. people that you've, you've been taught by them and you've worked with them. Um, which is a really special yeah. thing about that, that program. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's what makes it different than, you know, let's say, you know, either the, you know, like Carlton, U Ottawa or, uh, Windsor or Windsor, Windsor or yeah. Algonquin or the other schools. Right. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. That's it's very nurturing, yeah. um, which is exactly what I needed. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So after you, you know, graduated, um, you found your way and we'll get to what you're doing right now, but mm-hmm. what, what happened immediately after school? After, after Ottawa after Theater After Ottawa Theater School. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, I was cast in a show with uh, Baron Co., um, a company in Ottawa that does tours of parks. Okay. Uh, we did Comedy of Errors in, oh. in uh, various parks. 
all over mm-hmm. Ottawa. Right. So that was really awesome. I love that. Neat. That was pretty much right after. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So it's kind of like Shakespeare in the park. Shakespeare in the park, feel. for sure. But you go to, you go to different parks. So you, you're the actual, you're touring, you're not doing it in one spot and people come to you. Yeah. All over Ottawa. Oh, that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. What, what, like, uh, I feel like I went to one in Strathcona Park, mm-hmm. but, uh, like, are they just downtown parks? Or are they all over Ottawa? All over. Yeah. And then I'm going to be doing one this summer coming up. We're going to be going to, as far as Killaloo and, um, I don't, Killaloo? Yeah. I think it's in Gatineau. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, I don't know what I that is. <laughs> sort of near Wakefield a little bit. Sure. Okay. okay and got I would it. Yeah. go to Canada and Barhaven. Very cool. Nice. As well. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Cool. And is it only Shakespeare in a park, or do you do other plays in a park as well? With Baron Cohen? Uh, I have, have not done other plays in parks with okay. them, but I I feel like they may have. Okay. Or are considerate, would consider it. Yeah, it makes sense. Very cool. Is, yeah. there, is there a reason that Shakespeare in the park is a thing, as opposed to other plays? Like, is there something mm-hmm. about Shakespeare that lends itself well to outdoor I wonder shows? that, too, but I think... Like the language of it is so big mm-hmm. that usually the physicality is so big, and right. and the fact that Shakespeare was originally written for not for like presentational royalty, it was written for the the the, the poor people mm-hmm. the, to talk to the everyday man. So right. I think as theater creators, we sort of latch onto that uh, way of just bringing theater to the people. In a way, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Nice open yeah. space. How how is the turnout? It's usually pretty great. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Unless it's raining or something. Of oh, right. <laughs> does, does the show still go on? Some yeah, often really. Yes. Oh wow. Unless it's like complete downpour. But, that makes sense. And especially the one coming up this summer will be very watery show. So right. we're going to be doing it rain or shine, right? Because we can. This right. one being the tempest. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, in fact, you might you might want some rain <laughs> for, yeah, for effect. Actually, but yeah, it would it would affect obviously the, uh, <laughs> if you the, could cue it on and off. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> that's it and stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So all of that has led you to uh, you know one of the reasons why you, you you're on the show today is is your work with Vacant House Theater. Can you walk us through what Vacant House Theater is? Vacant House Theater is a company that I started with another person that I graduated with at OTS. Um, her name is Karina Milik, and she lives in Montreal right now. But There's a shout-out for you, though. Yeah. Karina! Hey! <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and we both uh, did... We did a project when we graduated school. Um, it was just sort of like, pick a play and pretend that you're producing it and sort of... Think about how you would want to do that. Okay, okay. And then when we graduated, we were like, we should do that. Yeah. show that we were talking about in the class. Remember that? And yeah. Mm-hmm. So we did a show called The Anger and Ernest and Ernestine. Okay. It's just a show that we like fell in love with and we did a workshop with one of the creators of it. So it was sort of like, we we thought it was, it was fate that we were doing it. And right. we, we originally performed it in um, the basement of the Ottawa Backpackers Inn which is like a hostel downtown. Okay. So we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we originally wanted to do it in, in homes and like partner uh, with real estate agents. Uh, oh, cool. Um, but that sort of, uh, we explored what that would be like. Yeah. Um, and the real estate agents obviously were just sort of like, I'm not talking to my clients about yeah, that makes sense. theater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we just continued to explore like what 
sort of non-traditional theater venues can we actually get? Uh, and then we stumbled on this hostel and it ended up being perfect because <laughs> the bad. show is like, it's set in this basement dingy apartment that these two characters sure. move into. And it's sort of like this crazy thing that they get more and more claustrophobic. Like you're taking up my space, but I love you. But, but I can't handle this. The Kleenex box goes here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we did it in this ba- basement laundry room, sort of crazy thing. That's cool. And it was pretty great. Okay. So that was your first show. And was it under the umbrella of Vacant House at yeah. that time? Yeah. Okay. So did you consider, like, what were the considerations in terms of doing it just yourselves? Did you th- think about maybe doing it through another theater company? I'm not sure how it works with theater companies. Mm-hmm. Or if you really wanted control or, or, or to do what you're, you're wishing to do, do you need to have your own theater company? Well, I think as emerging artists, we were sort of just like, we're just going to do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it our way. Um, I like that. Instead of like, before that, it was sort of like twiddling our thumbs, doing auditions, <laughs> waiting. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Um, That's great. Taught us a lot. So. Sure. Yeah. So that means the two of you are the founders of that. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. When when was that founded? Uh, last year, our show was in April. Okay. Oh, then that was the first show last, yeah. last April. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. And where has Vacant Theater or Vacant House Theater brought you since then have you done more shows uh are you are you doing more Mm -hmm. yeah we um we remounted that specific show in bencroft and in perth nice uh just because we were back home back home (laughs) (laughs) we're just asked to and uh we love the show so we decided to go for it cool see what it would bring us and then this year we're going to be doing a show called frankie and johnny and the claire de lune in um, a basement apartment, actually, downtown on Stewart Street. Cool, um, okay. We open next week. So, wow. Yeah. That's a big deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're also living that, that idea of doing a basement thing. I mean, sorry, yeah. and, uh, the apartment. The basement thing. Yeah, the, the apartment. It's the basement thing. <laughs> it's the basement theater. We have to yeah. change our name. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, va- actually, you know, vacant house is now just clicking for the first time. Oh, like, okay. oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, if so you want to go to a place. Yeah. That's cool. I, thought, I was thinking random house. That's what it reminded me of, like, the publisher. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. That's, that's something different house. So, so <laughs> it, is it is the theater something you now do full-time, or is it something you do on the side as a hobby? Like, are you, are you supporting yourself through putting on shows and through theater? Um, I don't really think anyone just like supports himself just based off acting, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely like getting out there as an actor producer um, and exploring what else that could be. Right. I still have a part-time job. I still work at Pizza Hut. Sure. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did uh, re- this year I got a grant with theater Ontario to uh, be mentored by my friend, um, his name's David Whiteley. He works at the Gladstone. Okay. He's oh. he's a theater producer there. Mm. So he just like a job shadowed him basically to like learn about what it means to be a producer at like a big theater like that and like all the different things that he does. Yeah. So you know, there's lots of different opportunities. Yeah, of it's course. Just, right. Yeah. It's sort of like finding your way through that. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That's cool. I I, I like that it's you, you said you work part time. So you are able to dedicate quite a bit of time to theater and to, to learning and yeah that's yeah cool. that's great. I take a lot of workshops as well. So. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. yeah, it says here you're a workshop junkie. So I, I, <laughs> I assume that's theater workshops, but what does that mean? Oh, I, I assume that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, theater workshop junkie a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, uh, I 
try to take as many as I can fit into my schedule. Okay. Um, I've recently been taking a lot with Alex Sedaris, who now lives in Toronto, and she's an awesome teacher and actor. Okay. And I did uh, stage combat training oh, in the fall wow. with like like swords and um, cool. Uh, what other ones? I did a Meisner one, and. I'm going to be doing, uh, in August, I'm going to be going to London, England to do a Meisner intensive there. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited. Meisner is a technique and it's kind of hard to explain, but it's about like, it's about presence. Okay. And there's like different series of what, like the different exercises that you can do, but it's basically like repetition of just like observing. Like I would be like, you have a Toronto Maple Leafs hat. And then you would say that back to me and we just keep going. Oh, but it's about like the connection that happens between us. Yeah. Just meeting people like with their energies. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. And that, and that's supposed to help you interact with other actors. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. That's neat. I'm sort of still just learning about it, but yeah. Uh, Where have your workshops been? I mean, obviously you won't go to London every time. So where, where have they been so far? These ones have just been in Ottawa, and cool. I did one in Toronto in the fall, but Neat. I haven't been able to get there as much as I'd like to. Oh. Well, I mean, Eventually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> yeah. And again, keeping in mind that you know, you do ha- you're do like you supporting yourself with a part-time job as well it makes it probably a bit yeah. more difficult than somebody who's just you know able to just go anytime. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you, that, that's cool. I, and I'm glad that there, it, it's good to hear that there are you know, enough that you can do it here in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's cool, too. Where do you generally go to these workshops in Ottawa? A lot at Arts Corps. Yep. There's a lot of different things that happen at Arts Corps. Um, yeah. um, I haven't taken any this year, but there's one called, there's a place called the Acting Company. That's in the Glebe, yes? Yeah. Yeah. And that, they do a lot of stuff there. So yeah. It's like, there's so much going on. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did not know that, that there were places like I knew that there were theater companies yeah. we've interviewed a few people who are who are actors in Ottawa yep. but I definitely didn't know that there were workshops going on I mean it sounds like it's pretty common like it's not a rare thing sure yeah that's oh, really wow. awesome yeah there is like a lot if especially look, like sword fighting it. ones like learning yeah. learning act, acting yeah fighting that in that's, itself eh? <laughs> so fun do you have any yeah. stage combat tips for many people who want to look like they're hurting people but not Practice. It's it's a fine balance between acting and like fighting. Fighting. Yeah. Right. I imagine <laughs> it's very dance like. Yeah, um, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. That's a good way of putting it. That's cool. Are you do you have any like are you applying these skills into future shows? Are you planning to? Like you want you can now set up a a choreographed fight scene in a play? Oh, I would love to. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. It's something I thought about for sure. <laughs> but uh, I think I need to learn like a little bit more fight yeah. stuff before I could like choreograph someone else's fight. Right. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's something that I'd be really interested in uh, continuing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It, it is a neat thing to see a, you know, a well choreographed uh, sword fight. Sure. I recently saw. Uh, what was the Princess Bride? Is that the one with Andre the Giant? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I recently saw Princess Bride for the first time. Like it was probably about a month ago. And there's a there's a wicked like, well, actually, there's a few sword fighting there scenes, really but, but there's there's one in particular where they're at the top of the the, the, the cliff there, and 
that's the first thing I thought of is that <laughs> it, it's not like you're it's, it's not like it's me and Keegan just grabbing swords and being like let's see what happens because that would be boring to, to somebody else and also murder us might die yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, no it's cool I again it's something I just never really thought of in terms mm-hmm. of the, the amount of practice that you do it I feel like I want to do this workshop just because you should I, I want to I just want to sword fight yeah. just like right. <laughs> but no it's cool it's Ottawa stage combat for anyone who's interested mm. Ottawa stage combat okay. yeah you should mention some I think yeah. it's also very important in plays because I think for me when I see a play nothing takes me more out of it than seeing a really bad fight scene yeah, that makes sense you know, oh like really I, I'm in it I'm involved and as soon as I see a bad it's just it's very transparent you know if you have a bad fight scene it, yeah. it really like sucks me out of uh. the play it breaks the immersion is that what it is the fourth wall the illusion the fourth yeah I, I immediately like oh it's not a uh, they're not really fighting this is not real <laughs> fake yeah. wow, okay. you guys are phonies for me anyways i don't know if you guys have seen a lot of fake fights um i have i guess in yeah not like i, I just over the times i have seen some plays where it's like oh yeah Maybe I just fixate on it too much. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It, it, it hasn't ever really bothered me to that point because I haven't seen any like long scenes mm. where it's like it really takes me out of it. But there are elements that I've seen anyway. But um, what do you guys think? We jump to a segment. Sure. Yeah. Um, Keegan. Oh boy, I'm gonna put you <laughs> on the oh, the spotlight on you for Beaver's Den. Beaver's Den is our segment. Uh, some some have compared it to Dragon's Den. Some have, yes. Some people have. I don't think it's anything. I think we make that <laughs> yeah, comparison exactly. usually. But uh, <laughs> it's where you know we take turns pitching some business ideas, uh, try to get some investors going. So either our guest maybe will invest, or one of these guys, or someone listening. You can mail us at or email us at mail at ottawapodcast dot com if you like the idea. Yep. All right, that's where they can like wire transfer yeah. money, right? Yeah, of course. So. Do that. Here's my idea. (laughs) I got a a sore bum right now, and I'll tell you why. (laughs) (laughs) Strong, strong starting pitch. Oh no, no, no! I've been sitting on my wallet all day, my big bulky wallet (laughs) in my back pocket, sitting on it all day. And ladies, I know they don't like carrying purses around. My wife always complains about. Having to bring a purse places or what clutch goes with a dress. Yeah. So I was thinking, (laughs) instead of carrying your money in some kind of weird container, like a purse or a a man for a wallet. There you go. Why not wear your money? Uh (laughs) Let, Let me introduce you to the money vest. The money vest. Yes. It's, it's very similar to a bulletproof vest. Uh huh. It's not protective at all. <laughs> so it's a very thin vest that you wear under your normal clothes. Okay. Very uh, not intrusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just slip. It has like pockets to slip money into, your credit cards. It all rolls out. It's kind of like, you know those guys who sell watches and stuff out of their trench coats? Yeah. yeah. It's what those guys should be wearing. That's what okay. I'm talking about. It's kind of it's like a money belt. Think of it that way. A money belt, but for your torso. But wait. Question. Yes, please. Yeah. How do you spend your money if you're wearing your money? It's very accessible. You don't have to wear all your money. But I mean, <laughs> you <laughs> could do. Question. There's like a change, uh, a change pouch around the belly that you can dig coins out of. Yep. You have obviously you have your bill sleeves 
I mean, not sleeves. It's a vest. Your bill, uh, <laughs> the bills are on your chest. <laughs> okay. The bills are in the chestal yeah. region. Yeah. Okay. And okay. and the back has the, your your credit cards. Oh yeah. Your old receipts on the back. Oh, Wait, easily easily stolen that way. If you have are wearing your money, then why do you mm-hmm. need a credit card? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> in case some people, it's for uh, you know you want to buy a house or something down the line. Oh my! You need to build a, you need to build a credit rating. Okay. You just have uh-huh. it with no money yeah. on it? Yeah, some people do that, I guess. <laughs> there you but I mean, it's just, it's just, it's your wallet, but spread out in a very thin layer and fashioned into a shirt that so, goes under your clothes. <laughs> so the material is made of the money, yes? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. no it's not. Oh, sorry, okay. it's just, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's maybe not. Me. Okay, that's fine. I, I thought it would be snappy to say, wear your money. Okay. It's like a, sense. it's like a motto. Oh, okay. So price. it's basically just yeah. It, it's don't spend it's, your money. It's a, wear it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Awesome. Oh, Did I use that. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it ever goes to market, sure. So um, let's do. Going. We have five thousand of them. It's true. Ready to ship. <laughs> do, do, do we are So ju- just to be clear, like you're wearing the same thing every day as well. Yes. No, it well, goes under your clothes. Yeah, I'm your getting clothes. this. Oh. I'm completely on board with this idea. But it, it goes, it goes under your clothes. I feel like you know, it's a vest. How can I, I buy like, it if I if, have to I feel put like my money on the vest? Mm. <laughs> sweaty. <laughs> it's a, like I'm picturing Spanx almost, but just in vest shape. Exactly. And then there's little slits where you can put exactly little slits all up and down the vest. That's what I'm talking. It's like about. a wallet, but right here. Yeah. Oh, down there, thinly so a spread vest wallet that you can put your money into. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think we're all finally on, on board with this. You know, it's, you know, it's a good pitch when it takes five minutes to explain it to everyone. Well, it's an idea. All right. Well, if you if you guys want to, anyone want to invest right now, or you no, can think no. about it, maybe. Well, what's the lowest level investment that I can do? The lowest level is five dollars. Is that for one? Really? No, that's just. I'll put it into my five dollar pouch here. Okay. Are you wearing one? Yeah, I'm wearing. It's oh, that is my shirt. That's actually yes. a pretty good endorsement because I don't even see it. That's true. There you go. That's true. It's very fashion yeah. forming. Exactly. <laughs> so if people want to invest or get more information, uh, email me at mail at ottawapodcast dot com, or or even tweet about it or post about it on Facebook. We get that trending. Yeah. Hash, uh, hashtag where your money. Yeah. Yep. Very misleading Don't tagline. Spend Don't spend your money where it. <laughs> That's awesome. uh, Thank you. Okay. Well, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm in. Good. At the five dollars. Yes. All right. Good, good for you. Not not any more than that. But I'll yeah. I'll get in at the five dollars. Alexis, I'm gonna, <laughs> go ahead. What do you do with your money? Like you, what? you obviously earn money doing stuff. So what do you yeah. what do you choose to spend it on? I save my money. That's I, good. I pay my rent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, more recreationally with you. Do with your money. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a very, very personal question, but it, does. it sounds like I'm trying to get your money. Like, I'm not doing anything with it. Doing it. Yeah. I don't uh, really buy a lot of things. Like I go to workshops. Like I right. said, I'm a workshop junkie. <laughs> I'm planning to take a trip. Oh neat! And I go like out with my friends places. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you go when you go out? I really, really love El Camino. I don't know if you've yeah. been there. I still um, haven't been there, but Elgin. I need to go. Uh, uh, yeah, Gladstone and Elgin. Yeah. yeah, it's like the greatest place ever. It's all you have to do, like an all night thing, 
because it's always busy there. So like you go and you make your reservation and they, then they're like, they'll text you when they have a spot ready and it'll take like an hour. So you go right. somewhere else, huh. have a drink oh, and then cool. go back there when your table's ready. But it's so worth it. Yeah. So worth it. Maybe I'll get you, Amon, because you live right near here yeah. to go make a reservation for me and then I'll just show up and... I'm not going to do any of that. So, uh, <laughs> is, that a, is that a normal thing that restaurants do? They'll text you. That's, this no. is the only one I've seen that. That seems really trendy. It, it does. Well, it's I've, a very trendy place. I've seen it. It's true. I've seen <laughs> other places. Well, even like Moxie's, they give you something, and like right. when, it, when it vibrates, then you, your table's ready or something like that. But right? you still have to be in the restaurant. You, you need to be in the area. But how like, far does it work? I've never. Blast it works radius. pretty far. I huh. feel like I used that in Canada, and I just went somewhere else for a while. You went to Orleans for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there in half that's, an hour. Shit, my table's uh, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So okay, cool. that's cool. So El Camino yeah. is one place. Where else? So uh, where else do you find yourself around? Um, Only El Caminos. <laughs> I do go to El Camino a lot. <laughs> Uh, my friend works at the Barley Mow, so we go there. Which one? Uh, the new new one in Westboro. With okay. a rooftop patio. Yeah. Unbelievable. We, we went there. Yeah, we did. Yeah? Just uh, last week, the week before. It's beautiful out there. Yeah, it's it's really nice. nice. Yeah. It's such a nice restaurant. And um, they're going to be... She's a yoga teacher. She's going to be starting to do a rooftop yoga thing associated with the restaurant, which is pretty cool. At oh. the Barley Mow. Yeah. Awesome. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Any other places come to mind? I like the loft a lot. Mm. That's the board game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where where is that? It is above the Lunenburg. Uh, right. Whatever okay. street there. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some small Nicholas Besserer or something. Or might, it might be Near Nicholas. There. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we had uh, we had the founder of Monopolate on David Narbeats. Is it or anyway. Narbeats? Narbeats. So whatever. Yeah, David. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, we, so we had him on, and that was the, the first board game uh, place I think in, in Ottawa that like had open proper, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's just amazing to see how this has grown. I mean, that's it's cool. Do you go for the board games? I go for the board games, mm-hmm. but they have a like a huge menu and like really, really great drink selection. It's just like a really well made place. They okay. have so many games, yeah. and their staff knows everything about all of them mm-hmm. almost. That's cool. cool. I've never it's been really there. great there. It's amazing. We should go. Yeah, we should. We yeah. should what, uh, what board games do you like? Um, I played Settlers of Catan for the first time there, and it was so amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was so fun. I really want to play it again. I'm hearing that's the gateway to the more intense right, games yeah. too. Like I, I've I've uh, I've played Settlers a bunch of times now, but it. Uh, that's that's one thing is that like some of these games are so intricate and some of these games take hours and hours and hours too right yeah. like a, a game of settlers could take I think I played one game that was six hours long what? really yeah well there were six, we had yeah, the expansion there so there were six oh. people <laughs> okay. but uh, yeah it was crazy yeah but uh, no, a lot fun. of bartering all kinds you know what and, and it <laughs> kills, slows it down it kills me how slow people are with some of these things and like ah. Uh, who wants to trade two uh, uh, two logs or two wood or whatever they called it for however many sheep? I'm like, ah, let's stop. Yeah, the worst <laughs> is when people don't plan their turns ahead of time. Like when they're just watching people do their turns or you're on their phone or something. And that yeah, comes to their yeah. turn. And then they start, like, they look at the board for the first time. They start thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Yeah. It's totally me. Is it? <laughs> if you only played it once, that's different. It, it, yeah. different. Yeah. I guess players. you do have yeah. to, like, know the game in order to even... Be able to play in your turn. Yeah, that's fun. 
That's cool. It's a really good game. It is a good game. Yeah. yeah. It says here that you like to sing or you do sing. I sing. What in what capacity is this? Just a fun thing, or is it something you do with that, like while acting or with acting? Yeah, uh, I did voice lessons growing up, mm-hmm. from like grade eight to like grade twelve. I was always in like my church choir, my school choir, musicals. Um, so yeah, I sang quite a bit. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Do, you, do you find yourself doing? Have you ever done musicals in Ottawa? I've done a musical in Ottawa. I've I haven't I don't think I've done an actual musical in Ottawa, but I've yeah. sang in shows like okay. like okay. some of the Shakespeare shows will like right have music in right. them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. cool. As as a person like being a person that sings, uh, you not me. Uh, <laughs> 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 we just want to make that that clear. How do you feel about karaoke? I love it. You I do love karaoke. Okay. I have done yeah. So when you go to karaoke. <laughs> Like, do you try or do you... I don't try. Okay. So that could, because that's the thing, right? A lot of people who can't really sing will go to karaoke. Mm-hmm. And we, like, uh, we have a friend in a band. I feel like we brought that up before. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, not oh, maybe not on the show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, uh, and, and some of them who are, who are decent at singing, when they go to a karaoke, they feel the same way. They're like, oh, well, I'm not going to like try my best. It's like, it's not one of those things. You're having fun, right? You're... You're, you're doing karaoke. But every now and again, when you see, you know, when you go to karaoke, there's somebody who just, like, you can tell they go there all the time, and they're they're taking it very, very seriously. And I'm like, yeah. I'm just curious what the mindset is, because I'm like, oh, no, it's different. <laughs> I have a friend that I go with sometimes, and she has a rule that it has to be a Rainbow Jizz song for you to <laughs> do, sing it. Like, you have to, it has to be for the crowd. Like, it's a little performance. <laughs> right. Yeah. She, like, yeah. It's very selective about what she chooses, and... Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, that makes more sense. But yeah, it's just no, it's it's interesting. <coughs> There's a oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. There's a uh, I, I don't I don't go very often, but when I have, and I actually I never go up on stage. I, I'm just there with of course friends not. because friends why would lurking yeah, makes sense. <laughs> lurking is sure. I'm on lurks a lot. There's a there's a guy at uh, because Hooli's underneath. Uh, is, is Yuck Yucks and, and they do like a karaoke thing every Saturday or something like that and I've been there probably three or four times and there's this guy who just keeps on coming back he calls himself Retro Star and apparently he's like a celebrity and every time like you go you can count on Retro, retro Star doing his thing yeah so I've never seen Retro Star yeah so that's the thing <laughs> anyway that's a random thing but uh yeah so outside of uh, the plays that you have coming up, bringing it back to uh, Vacant House Theater, yeah. outside of the plays you have, could you talk about some of the uh, some of the difficulties of running that organization? Like it's 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 not like you're just showing up and and hey, I'm auditioning for this play and I'm I'm, I'm in this play. You're the person behind the scenes as well. You're probably the person who's you know doing some of the advertisements. Mm-hmm. So like, what goes into running a theater company? Um, a lot. Uh, it's sort of a full year thing as well, because we're doing a show that's not in an actual theater. So it's not like right. I request a space and I pay for it. And I like, I'm looking for the, the right space to do a show in sure. and that people will actually let me use as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of, um, red tape to go through and a lot of, a lot of questions to ask and, even finding the right person to ask those questions can be a challenge sometimes. 
that's why I, I choose to work like not alone. Like I like to collaborate with people because yeah. in this sort of creative way of working, it's like, okay, I've hit a roadblock. What should we do? Like, right. tell me other person. Yeah, yeah. Like let's, let's brainstorm. Let's bounce some ideas off of how can we make this work? And what do we want for this specific piece? Uh, and where can we explore to try to find what that is? Like it's, it's like, it's a creative process right from the beginning. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so what are some of these requirements that you have? Like, what are some of the things you look out for that, that make a space a good space? Um, it really depends on the project. Mm-hmm. Um, for this one specifically, well, at least the first, the first show that we did, um, it was perfect that we were in a basement because the show was actually set in a basement apartment. Yeah. And there were stairs going up and the, the characters actually run up and down their stairs all the time. So we're like, there's this, the actual stairs from the script are in this actual space. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the fact that the, the people at the Ottawa backpackers in are so, so cool. So chill that they just let us use it was also like, okay, yes, we will use your space. But it was, um, it was like a quirky space as well, which suits like the atmosphere of that specific piece. Okay, that makes sense. So finding the place on Stewart, you know, the same type of thing came up, or uh, you know, did, like was that some, something that you you know the person that lives there type thing, or was it one of those things where it's like, you know, this is exactly what I'm looking for? Like what what went what went into finding your space for your show coming on on Thursday? Yeah, this was a combination of knowing the person and then it also being something that really that suited what the the space that we're looking for. Okay. Cool. As well, yeah. Cool. How how many people can you fit into that space? It's going to be a small audience of 20 people. 20 people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and over how many nights? We'll do eight shows. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. How how do people get tickets? You can go on our website on www.vacanhousetheater.com where there's a link to our Eventbrite. Um, or you can pay at the door, but I, or, or you can also reserve by emailing us because if you wait to pay at the door, it may be already sold out because there's right. such limited space. Yeah. Right. So if you really, really want to come, just email us and say that you want to be there on whatever night you want to come yeah. and then we'll reserve the spot for you so that you don't miss out. That's so, nice. Yeah. How, how much are tickets, sir? For adults, they're twenty-five, and for students and artists, they're twenty dollars. Sweet. Okay. Um, what do you guys think we do? A speed round. Yeah. Speed round. Works yeah. for me. So Rob's going to put two minutes on the clock. Two minutes. Have you ever done a speed round? I've never done a speed round. Okay. Do you understand what a speed round is? I think so. Basically, <laughs> a, people do. a barrage of questions. The barrage sounds like I say it barrage. Does. That it sounds so bad. It's aggressive. It's a series of questions. Yeah. Random questions. Rapid fire questions. Rapid fire. Like Relatively that, like rapid that fire. Machine gun. That game that Phoebe plays on Friends that she tries to get like the lie. Exactly. Ah, uh, yes. There okay. you go. There you go. Are you watching Friends on Netflix? I'm not. I'm not okay. really watching TV right now. I uh, I hear people talking about Friends like now way more than I have in years and Making I'm like it must be because of the net exactly yeah. oh. it's, it must be because they just posted them all on uh, Netflix yeah anyway uh, Rob I'll let you start off alright I got two minutes on the clock uh, what is your favorite Shakespearean play Macbeth favorite okay. park to perform in South Carolina nice what's your weapon of choice 
<laughs> Single sword. <laughs> uh, what activity are you most looking forward to doing this summer? Go being outside. Can you juggle? No. Uh, what's your favorite color? Blue. Uh, who would you most like to sword fight right now if you could? Either pretend or real. Oh my god. Like, there are a lot of people who, who you could fight with, but it doesn't even have to be real. Wolverine. Okay. That, that would be awesome. <laughs> if I told you one of us, one of the three of us did uh, does sword fighting and was like an expert at it, who would you think it was? It would definitely be him. Rob? Yes. <laughs> None of us do, but... <laughs> you don't know that. Who is your uh, actor role model or someone you look up to? Uh, um, I don't really have one. That's so hard. It is hard. <laughs> Jonathan Goad. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what's your what, what Disney movie did you watch the most growing up as a kid? Uh, Little Mermaid. It's your favorite pizza from Pizza Hut. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Such a hard question. Yeah. Uh, hot peppers, pineapple, and green olives. Ooh. What are you reading right now? I'm not really reading right now, but I was reading The Other Bolin Girl recently. Okay. If you were not working at Pizza Hut, where would you want to work? Not at a restaurant. Okay. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> I don't know. She's not in the restaurant. Anywhere else. Your la- uh, the last movie you saw. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh no. It's been so long. <laughs> That's okay. It has been a really long time. I can't remember. What food would you eat for the rest of your life if you could only eat one? Fries. Mm. Okay. Oh, fries. We got a lot of questions in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick response is not bad. Nice. Uh, so where, where are we? We're hitting about 40, 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that time's right, yes? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, why don't we, I'll give you a chance to plug anything that you want to plug. Um, yeah, just give it away and we'll link it on our on our website as well for those who want to check it out. So cool. in terms of the theater company, in terms of the play, all that you can plug whatever you want. Okay. It's, uh, come see Frankie and Johnny in the Claire de Lune, um, by Vacant House Theater. I'm starting again. Come, <laughs> come see Vacant House Theater's production of Frankie and Johnny in the Claire de Lune. I like it. By Terrence McNally. Uh, May 21st to the 30th. And it's directed by Peter James Haworth and stars Alexis Scott and David Whiteley. You're Alexis Scott. I am. Uh, you're in it. <laughs> what a weird coincidence. <laughs> I'm just cluing that, cluing in now to the. Okay, nice work. Or sorry for him. Uh, <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you want to plug in Ottawa? Uh, floor is yours. If not, we, that's fine. Shout outs. You do shout outs. <laughs> shout out. I don't know. I don't have a shout out. Okay, cool. Keegan, where can the listeners find us? You can find us at ottawatpodcast.com. You can email us at mail at ottawatpodcast.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Um, Yeah, and we like to see what people think of the show. I I like reading negative comments about myself, so if you have a problem (laughs) with me, write it anonymously on the internet. I don't even feel like you need the if there. Just any negative comments you have about me, please yeah. direct them any to the internet. Any comment's a good comment. Yeah. You know, we, we'll build the show around it. Uh, and contact, uh, contact us if you have ideas for the show or events. Yeah. Regularly garage sale is this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That's right. 
You guys gonna go? Maybe. Maybe. I just I just realized I told someone about it and they had no idea what it was. I thought it was such I thought it was like an established Ottawa yeah. thing. I'm I'm confused sometimes whether it's just like people in Ottawa, like within the green belt that like really like it, yeah. Maybe people in Barhaven don't care for it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now that I'm not downtown, I I'm much less drawn to things that are in the glebe. Yeah. Than mm. I would have been when I lived in Centertown. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is that I don't know if I'd ever want to drive down. To, <laughs> that would to be a crazy, right? Like never. Where the car? <laughs> there, there's always that you one will. jerk with the car going through, like all the people, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like picking up his two kids or something. I guess like if you lived there, that would be really difficult. Yeah, well, that's yeah. true. But you're <laughs> driving home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are all these people doing here? Yeah, uh, yeah. anyway, that's the thing. Uh, Rob, you want to talk about Audible? Yeah, sure. So today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. They're an audiobook and other spoken word uh, works, I guess. Uh, so they, they provide those. They have apps for iPhone and Android. Uh and using our URL, you can go to audible.audowatpodcast.com and get a, f- a free audiobook from them, as well as a 30-day free trial of their service, their audiobook uh, streaming and downloading service. And yeah, so they have apps for iPhone and Android. All right. Good stuff. Cool. So we'll close out the podcast with Alexa saying, Ottawa. Ottawa!